Hi guys, James Wilson Taylor here for Rock Sound, and welcome to the latest edition of the Rock Sound podcast, where you can catch up on some of our latest interviews. Today's guest from Spirit Box, we have Courtney. She chats to us about the brand new album Eternal Blue, doing really well in the UK charts in the midweeks of the minute. Fingers crossed they hold on to that top ten position later in the week. We talk a little bit about blending musical genres, the writing process, the story behind the record's title, and getting back into live shows. Spirit Box have just played some new gigs in festivals over in the US over the last couple of weeks and we also get an idea of when they would like to debut the collaboration with architect Sam Carter. It's called Yellow Jacket. Courtney has some great great plans for how you can do a little surprise performance at a festival and give yourself a little bit of a break on stage as well. Really really fun conversation and as ever you can watch the video of this over on the Rock Sound YouTube channel. Just go over there and search for our video call playlist. But in the meantime let's just get right to it shall we? Here from Spirit Box this is Courtney. How are you, Courtney? Hi. Every time I talk to you, I'm in some room that I'm trying to make look professional, but I'm just I mean, right trying to cram. Here. And then everything else around me is just like chaos. But I, one of these days, like we'll do this when I'm in my little aesthetically pleasing area. <laughs> well, we'll get loads of blue lighting. It'll work really, really mm. well. It'll be a nice, nice extra effect. Uh, well, we should say, you know, congratulations. I mean, it's finally out there in the world. What an exciting week this must be for all you guys to finally have the album out there. Um, let's start there. Talk to me about release day. Look like one of the most uh, brilliant looking record release parties I've seen in a long time as well. How was all that for you? Yeah, that was really cool. It was, it was really cool to see like all the people that work for us behind the scenes who they chose to invite to that and you know people that have influenced their lives or we've heard about and kind of just seeing them all congregate and you know as the band you're the ones that get all the messages of positivity but the people that work for you are usually a lot more think they're they're think less and anonymous so it was cool to see them running around having fun and uh I had a I had a great time but Honestly, I'm just happy to for this album to be out because I can't stand how hyped up everything got. It was too much. It was too much. I didn't I I just was just trying to show up for work and it was too much, too much hype. So I'm happy for it to be out so it can just speak for itself instead of like people speculating about it. Oh, sure. No, I get that. I mean, it's it's difficult, isn't it? It's, it's so anticipated because you've done this great job of building this fandom and this community around it. Of course, they're going to all be excited. But, you know, yeah, it was so cool. It seems like a really lovely reception as well. And that is something actually we talked a little bit about last time we chatted with one of these was, uh, you know, you were kind of saying that was number one ambition. It was finally being able to put this record that you'd obviously had finished for a minute as well. And you were ready and just hoping that finally the stars would line and be able to get it out there in the world. Um sense of yeah. relief now I take it then like you say a bit of a bit of a weight off the shoulders a huge sense like of that. relief that was I think the first one of the first few days that we had come back from recording it and that feels like that feels like three years ago you know what I mean like it feels that feels like another lifetime ago so um I'm I'm just so happy to finally that you know like there's the weird transition it's like your song and then it becomes it was well, like my song and then it some weird thing happens and it's not my song anymore. It's hard to explain, but so now it's like, I'm in, they were held in like limbo for such a long time. So now I'm happy to get to that resolution part that I think most artists, that's why we are compelled to do this thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. And well, you're in that rare position as well. You've been very lucky. I've seen you've been able to get back on the live circuit a little bit. There's been some festivals and stuff out in the States, which is really, really exciting. Yeah, That's got to be an amazing thing as well. You know, not every band that's put out a record in the last year has had that chance yet to actually see the reactions face to face. That's got to be a whole new spin on these songs, right? Yeah, I, th I think, honestly, I think every band's in the same boat, like looking at from that point of view, it's so it's crazy. It's so strange. Like you're, you're looking at these people and you can see it in their eyes, like people who don't know who you are, but they're just so happy to be watching live music. It's, I've never, I haven't done shows in years and year, six years. So, um, or at least, in, yeah, 2015 was the last time I went on a tour that like didn't get canceled. Um, but in my, in my old band. So obviously I'm really out of the game, but I think even all the people that have been touring regularly, and then had that on pause during the pandemic. I, I feel like I, I feel comfortable speaking on behalf of all people that perform, I guess. And then, <laughs> I don't actually, but um, in this context, I think I can. Like, it's, it's really positive. The feedback between the audience and the, and the artists is like very special right now. I definitely want to like savor this for a bit. Everyone's, everyone's no longer, I think, going to take that for granted. Yeah, everyone suddenly realized how much they missed it as well, I think. That's, I mean, both audience members and people on stage. Mm -hmm. and, um, but it's funny how, you know, we can speak for a lot of artists, I think, in some ways, because every single band I've spoken to recently has said, took a minute, took a minute to get back into it, took a minute to blow those cobwebs away. You know, how was it for you guys actually getting those songs on the feet? Did it take a while to readjust again to that live experience? It did, because we, we haven't had a lot of time just because of geography to practice. And so um, like today we're gonna practice for the first time since the week before we went on the tour with Limp Biscuit, and I'm really excited to practice um, and like just work out all those things that you take for granted that just kind of um, naturally work themselves out. Um, and so it was, it's a lot to get back into, um, but it's the cool thing is since it's been festivals that we've been uh, kind of like relearning how to do this, um, anytime anything goes wrong, which is every time, we're around tons of other people who've been doing this for their whole lives. And the same, the same thing keeps coming up every time that we're freaking out, running around, like, like with our heads cut off, just losing our minds. Everyone goes, look, this is how it is. This is live music. We've had it happen. We've had crazy things happen at bigger and better things. You just have to go out there and live in the moment. And so I'm really happy that it's been in a festival environment that we've been kind of breaking things back in because we've gotten a lot of um, support from all the other people that have been doing this for their whole lives. And it makes me feel a little better about it, that I can just, I need to just focus and get out there as soon as the song starts playing. And I can't wait to do it again on I guess on Saturday, on the 25th. Man, it's yeah. exciting. No, it's nice. The community's back together. It's really, really cool to see all these kind of live events across the world at the minute. Um, let's get into the album then, shall we? You know, a starting point, it may be cliches, but I love to ask everybody about album titles. I really, really do. It honestly fascinates me to see why people pick these phrases to sum up an era, even if it's taken from a lyric, taken from anything within their world. Um, Eternal Blue, let's start right there. Why did this sum up this collection of songs for you guys? Well, I was at work and I was listening to a podcast and we were, we hadn't started recording this yet, like just writing for it. Um, but Michael had shown me some demo stuff that he had been working on and I really liked the whole atmosphere of it. 
and I was listening to this podcast and it was on like cybersecurity and um, computer viruses. And they started talking about one that was very unique because whoever used it, they, they like hijacked the Detroit DMV website and which has everyone's driver's license information. It's very important to not get hacked. And it was the, the program was called Eternal Blue. And the second the person on that podcast said those words, I just, I, we have a messaging system at work and Michael and I work together and I, I texted him and I was like, album is called Eternal Blue. And that I just kind of use those things as like a writing prompt, you know? So the album isn't about the, so the cyber security and, and computer viruses, but that phrase just prompted me to use it without context to just create a little world for myself, which makes it just easier for me to write. And it kind of takes, takes some of the pressure off because I, I can just focus on like looking at it like an assignment given to me, you know, like what is this eternal blue? What do you, what does this invoke in you? And I just heard it. And so the, the album's been named that for the lyrics existed for the songs. Wow, that's a really unique perspective, actually, to use that kind of as a starting point. Is that always a kind of way you've worked? Do you think, do you like to work titles backwards or have like a singular idea like that in mind and grow around it? Well, I haven't made a lot of albums. And sure. the other thing that the other thing that Spearbox done have been very uncreative. We just had a self-titled and then the other thing we just called the singles EP. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't had, I've had a lot of time to think about a good one, but Normally, uh, naming stuff is the last and least, uh, the least favorite part of the process because I find that very hard. It's like naming, it's like if you're a parent and you name your baby, you're like this baby's name is now here for the rest of its life. So I definitely want to make sure I name it a good name and I don't mess it up. So that's always, usually it's more, I, I, maybe because I just didn't have any stress about it because I just, went with it. it I didn't get stressed or scared and I've never we've none of us have ever ever questioned if we shouldn't name it that which is kind of cool yeah that is really cool it's nice when there's just that agreement and it does fit it does very much fit a mood I have to say um I want to mention the kind of recording process and everything because it feels like I know you have you had some kind of home studio set up as well right like like how much of it was actually kind of ended up being recorded at home in that sort of process Two of the songs were recorded remotely last year because I just really wanted to put out some songs. Yeah. And I can't imagine if we hadn't put out Holy Roller or Constance until, you know, a year and a half later, it would have, I would have been a very grumpy, sad gal. Um, but so we did those remotely. Michael engineered and Dan produced in real time. Um, over Zoom, which is really cool. And uh, then we, cause we just, we never knew when we were gonna get to record together. I, I always kept going, okay, next month. Okay, next month. And then a year and a half went by um, until we could actually get together. Um, and so, you know, lots of songwriting up in Canada with Dan, he, he'd come in and we, we would just all work together. Um, but everything else other than Holy Roller and Constance were all, uh, recorded in the desert in that uh, in that little Airbnb. It was like a ranch in Joshua Tree, very remote. Very evocative setting, I'd imagine as well. As you know, it's hard to hard to not have an environment like that feed into what you write. I suppose. 
Yeah, I think I think the 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 at home like DIY esque studio setup kind of added a. We just actually got to see Dan yesterday. We were all just talking about it. And he thinks that he when he goes back and listens to just the stems and everything, he 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 feels like there's just like feels like there's a layer of dust over it. We were saying, you know, from the it was just it just sounds dusty. <laughs> Respectfully. Yeah, dusty. in a positive way, in a positive positive mm-hmm. levels of dust. That's what we like. Yeah. It's evocative. That's that's very good. Um, yeah. I want to get into the music side of it. I mean, I mean, you know, so much has been said about the album. I encourage people, by the way, if you've not yet picked up the cover issue with Spirit Box of Rock Sound, go and read it. Really, really fantastic interview in there. But I just found it so interesting listening to the record again. Now it's out there that it's that blending of genres. And I know this gets talked about all the time with all kinds of artists, but particularly on a song like The Summit really sticks out for me because that's a big, big mixing of those heavier sounds you know for and those darker sounds and evocative that's in that kind of sense. But there's a real pop sensibility to that songwriting as well. There's a real melodic kind of sense coming through. I guess talk to me a little bit about balancing of ideas, I suppose. You know, how how, how is that process uh, in terms of how you approach genre in that way? Like the songs just, they just go where they go. Like they just... I, I, I sometimes I'm there when Michael's making them. Sometimes, sometimes he presents a riff and, or a full, you know, maybe half a song all at once. Like he'll go right and then he'll excitedly come out and show me what he's been working on. After you know, he he likes to show like the full package. Like so, if you know, I don't I don't normally hear it until he's written like guitar, bass, and like some drums, like some you know, to present it to me properly. Um, so I can get the full effect, but sometimes I, I've gotten to watch him uh, do it in real in real time with Dan, um, and because I think he's there with having someone support him and not just having a you know click all the buttons himself, and he can actually just focus on writing. It kind of like it's really cool to watch. They just kind of they have like this mind meld, and they just the, I think he writes like that by himself as well, where like it just the song just keeps going where it goes and. They almost like stop. We're, we've been watching a lot of footage from it, and then they almost like stop talking, and they just like point and they're like, "Yeah, that." And you feel like you're you gotta like back away slowly and don't interrupt this really cool thing going on. Um, so I think that's. I don't want to speak for my, but I think that he just lets the song go where it goes and not really get so stressed out about. It's weird because I feel like our songs are they they have a formula. But not in the not like in a contrived sense where we're like, well, we have to have a breakdown and we have to have a, a build up and we have to have you know a lot more than have a guitar solo. Like, I think that not having to worry about that just kind of leaves you to just make sure everything sounds solid by itself, and then the sum of its parts are good too. I mean, it's a difficult balance to manage, though, because it is, like I say, you know, you're you're hitting off loads of different genres within there, often within the same song to great effect. But it is it's a very coherent album. It really, really sounds like you guys. It sounds like Eternal Blue. I can understand why you picked that as a phrase. It really does kind of sum up a record and it really kind of fits under one theme, under one umbrella like that. Um, Were there any kind of central influence points or any any kind of points that you were really hanging everything around to, to keep it coherent in that way? Just like all the, whether it's a, a weekend song or a Tears for Fears song or a Deftone song, 
if we ever just needed some inspiration and we then would reference artists that really appreciate the main the main thing throughout all of it was just those songs having a, a darkness or heaviness to them regardless of the genre and I think that especially for myself like that that's really like the atmosphere of songs is what really inspires me um, and so I think that's probably why they they all feel like even though even though there's a lot of variation in them I think that's why they feel like they were they were a unified piece of work is just because they were all written in really concentrated chunk time and, and like a specific moment in time in our life and reflect what influenced us uh, right now and in that time. But it, it, it's weird when you look back because a lot of that's old, you know, it's some of it was written at the same time as stuff that we put out in 2019, you know, so it's, you never know that like something that is really resonates with you two and a half years ago, will it resonate two and a half years, three years later? And I am very happy that it really does for me. And I can't wait to keep just absolutely pounding these songs into everyone's heads for, for the rest of my life. Um, you know what I mean? I just can't, I can't wait to just punish all of you with just hearing these songs forever and ever and ever on stage. I'm really excited to play them. So I'm really happy I feel that way. Cause that's always, you just don't know until it, in, until it comes out, if you're gonna keep breathing like um, inspiration from it into your, you know, into the rest of your career. So I, I, I'm really happy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point to make because, uh, you know, as I alluded to before, last time we spoke, this was the main aim. It was, uh, you know, I asked you flat out, what are the aims moving forward? And you're like, album, album, album. Now that it is out there, I yeah. mean, are we, just, are we just hitting the ground running with more new music or are there, I mean, I guess live shows got to be a big aim, I would imagine, over the next year too. Oh, God. We were talking about that yesterday too. We were just like trying to think of even like fathoming going back to the drawing board and writing again right now mentally like I feel like we're we're a little bit tapped out um and now it's like I think this is the time when bands rally and like get back to it so I think now we need to prove ourselves that we can play live and I want to you know I want I want people to be like oh god they're back to our town again they were here. They were just here. Like, get it. You know, I, I can't make it tonight. I have I have a dentist appointment tomorrow, and I gotta get up early. Like, I I I would love for that to be reality because we've been we've all been like deprived of that for such a long time. Um. So I think that's what we need to focus on. That I want to tour and and gain that experience and become a better performer and a better musician. And you you can only you you can practice by yourself in the studio or in my case. I've often practiced in my closet in our little music area of our condo. Um, so, you know, I can stand there and practice in my closet and shout out my, all my wardrobe stuff from music videos, uh, all I want, but like got the experience of playing shows is what I'm really interested in right now. 
Yeah, it's going to be huge. Now, we can't wait to see you guys over here in the UK whenever that happens. Hoping sooner rather than later, obviously. Looking more positive today, actually, in the news. It looks like travel things may be starting yes. to come back. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed we'll get you guys over here. And when we do, one thing I would definitely love to see at some point and seeing you guys playing live, uh, you do, of course, have one of our own on the record. We've got to mention Sam because what a wonderful little collab that is. What a legend. Every, t- oh, dude. <laughs> Every time I think about that every time I listen to that song, I just, I think about being, like I envision being on stage at a big festival and, but like at one of the stages, I always see one of the stages that has like the tent over it. So not like the big main stage, but like the other stage that's still cool, um, that has like a tent over it. And then I imagine all these people cramming in the tent and then we like, we're like, Sam, don't tell anyone you're here at this festival. And then, we start playing that song and everyone's like, are they going to, or they don't even know the song, but they're like, this sounds cool. And then, and then after a minute, then he like does a grand entrance and he walks out with, while singing, walks out. And then we just have this big, giant, you know, friendship extravaganza and we perform the song. And then I get to take a little break because he sings a lot. So I'm going to go over and like drink water and I'd be like, Sam, just do your thing, buddy. I sing a lot on it too, but it's more like a weird robot talking a lot. So that's way easier. So <laughs> Sam can help me gain back my breath. So that's like, every time I hear it, I think of that. It's like a good piece of advice for any up and coming bands there. If you're going to do a collab, guys, make sure it's in a nice section where you can take a little bit of a chill moment on stage. It's very, very yeah. smart move there. Very, very clever. Yeah. Preserving that place. <laughs> I respect that. Yes. It's all uh, part of my plan. Exactly. You've got to have a plan. It makes sense. Um, Courtney, it's always such a joy to talk to you. Congratulations on this record. It really, really is so, so great. Congrats on all the success. And like I say, we really, really look forward to seeing you guys over here in the UK when that's allowed. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah, love to you and the guys and take care of yourselves out there all right thank you we, we're so happy to we're so happy to talk to you guys it's very it's very um what's the word it's very like I forgot, symbolic because you guys were the you guys were the ones to ever print a photo of us and it was a photo of me bill and michael and kyle our best friend who shoots all, all a lot of our photography he that was his first thing ever magazine. So we ordered that magazine, you know, online. It was, it's very big deal to us so that, that, to have it physically in print. And then I, it was so cool to then like two years later or like three years later, have that same magazine allow, you know, cover story of us. And that's shot by the same guy, Kyle. And we put a lot of work into it, uh, the, the, you know, the, the photo shoot. So rock sound is always, that's always going to be like a very symbolic thing for me to have those two features side by side and the issue numbers are not really that far apart, which is something that I very, very appreciative of. Yeah, no, Mag Team did an incredible job on that one. It's great to see that journey and great to be a little part of it, absolutely. All right, take care of yourself, Courtney, we appreciate you. Next time I see you, I'll be in my cool studio. That's a promise now. I, I'll, I'll still be here, but you know. Or I'll next time I'll see you, next time I see you, I'll be like off stage, like te- shooting off emails while Sam is, <laughs> doing his thing right i'll chat to you next time during the sam break <laughs> yeah we will call exactly. it we'll get you during the sam break I'll to that. yeah
Thank you again to Courtney for that conversation. And as I mentioned before, the video is up online on the Rock Sound YouTube channel right now. Just search for our video call playlist. We'll be back very soon with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe over on Amazon Music, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, I've been James Wilson Taylor, and thank you for listening to the Rock Sound Podcast. Thank you.